Hey survivors, it's Angie Atkinson and today at QueenBeing.com we're going to talk about the difference between love and love bombing. Alright, so let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and this channel is all about teaching you what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. So as people go through narcissistic abuse recovery, a lot of times what happens is that they have trouble telling the difference between someone who is really falling in love with them and someone who's love bombing them. Love bombing them. You know, they want to make sure they're not getting involved with another narcissist. I'm sure you feel the same way if you've gone through this, right? So it's surprisingly one of the biggest questions I hear from survivors is how do you know the difference between a narcissist who's love bombing and a normal person who's just genuinely interested in you? Okay? So that's what we're talking about today. Well, let, let me ask you a question. Why do you think it's so hard for someone who knows people to tell the difference between a love bomber and someone who's really interested on a healthy level? Well, the first reason, in my opinion, is that they have a similar appearance. So what do I mean by that? Well, the fact is that on the outside, a love bomber and a healthy person might, you know, appear similar, especially if that person has fallen in love with you. Uh, but there are some very subtle differences that are often overlooked. And when we are under the spell of someone who is a new love, we're quick to overlook that stuff. Okay? So that's why we want to look at this fact. Number two, similar patterns. Okay? Everybody is more willing to overlook little flaws early in the relationship, in any relationship, okay? And nearly everyone is a little more careful with how they treat their partners early in a relationship, even in a healthy relationship, okay? So there's the fami familiarity factor, that's number three. Nearly everybody finds something that used to be cute or at least tolerable uh, about their partners when they are, you know, as the relationship progresses, okay? So familiarity breeds contempt in a lot of cases, even in a relatively healthy person, all right? So nearly everybody argues, nearly everybody admits to being mean to their partner when they didn't need to be or shouldn't have been. So that's, I think, why it's so difficult, you know, to tell the difference, right? So how in the hell are you supposed to differentiate between a normal healthy relationship and a love bomber or, or a narcissistic one? Well, here are a few key differences to watch for the next time you're considering getting involved with someone um, after you've been through narcissistic abuse, okay? So, number one, the insta-love factor, okay? This is where a narcissist will almost always, you should know, a narcissist is all about insta-stuff, okay? Insta-love, insta-whatever. So they'll a lot of times proclaim, hey, oh my God, you're totally my soulmate, like really early in the relationship. And, you know, this will almost always lead to the narcissist going, let's be together, let's commit, let's be monogamous. Of course, they're always going to cheat on you, not always, but a lot of times. But they don't tell you that part at the beginning, do they? So a healthy person is going to take more time and get to know you before they rush into things. To be fair, there are a few real-life cases of love at first sight that I'm sure are totally legit. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but if we're being honest with ourselves, those are really kind of fewer, fewer and further between than we'd like to admit in our little girl minds or little boy minds, right? The mind that wants to be romantic about things and believe in things like first love. I mean, I would first love at first sight. I would like to believe it too, uh, but I don't think it's real. What do you think? Tell me in the comments if I'm off base here. I'm not trying to be negative. <laughs> okay, but, you know, 
if this person is really your person, the one for you, that person is going to wait without a single problem. They're going to just, of course, I'll take it slow. You're somebody I'm worth waiting for. That's what you expect. You don't, ex you shouldn't expect someone to offer less than that. Okay. All right. So number two, the time factor. When you first meet a narcissist, you can totally find yourself completely and absolutely bowled over and just like wowed by their level of awesome. Okay, narcissists sometimes are very charismatic people and they're hard to resist. Um, and sometimes this happens so much that you feel like, oh my God, all I want to do is be near you. Just let me be near you. I don't care about anything else. And the truth is that the very same thing can happen with a new healthy love interest too. The difference here is that while a new healthy love interest might have that infatuation phase and quite often does have an infatuation phase, it still allows you to stay involved in other important parts of your life, family, work, spirituality, etc. It doesn't ask you or beg you to dump your life or your people in order to avoid missing anything because the fact is that in that situation, you know, you don't ever want, that's another red flag is what I'm trying to say. A narcissist is so good about bringing, um, everything back to him or her that they literally isolate you from other people in your life. So if you are with someone who is constantly trying to isolate you, refuses to meet your friends and family, things like that, it's a red flag. But because that's because a narcissist wants you to become dependent on him or her because this allows them to become dependent on you in a different way as a source of narcissistic supply. Now in some cases they may want to become financially dependent on you or they may make you be financially dependent on them but if you're financially dependent on them I'm sorry if it's the other way around if they're financially dependent on you a lot of times you know uh, they do other things for you take care of you in certain ways and this allows them to sort of enmesh themselves with you and become controlled or you become controlled by that situation. So obviously a healthy person might still want to spend every moment with you but will under that person would understand and support your need to continue with your regular life. They should want you to have a regular life you know as you get to know each other even if it means that this person tags along to your family events sometimes or when your friends go out to the club that person joins y'all you know what I'm saying you do a double date with your BFF and their BF you know their person I mean there's lots of ways you can do this it doesn't require you to stop living your own life that is a huge red flag okay of any situation if you are in a situation where you are in love with someone or you think you're in love with someone and you think that person loves you back if that person requires you to exit your real life that person is dangerous be aware okay let's talk about the drama factor that's number three so when you're dealing with a narcissist there are so many red flag signs like really early in the relationship that one of them of course is a lot of times the drama factor so narcissists will shock you early in the relationship and this will be with some kind of weird little outburst or fit that you don't expect so one of <laughs> And honestly, it'll one that the narcissist will really quickly go, wait a minute, I didn't mean it like that. Or, oh, I'm sorry, it was just I got a little upset or whatever. They'll, they'll, they'll write it and they'll quickly apologize for it. And later you'll realize that's their standard MO. But you didn't know that at the beginning. You just thought, oh, everybody has an off day. I'm sure he didn't mean anything or she didn't mean anything. Da, 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 da. Maybe um, your narcissist blows up at a waiter too aggressively or the food, you know, when the food shows up cold. Or maybe you'll see the super bitchy you know, this come through to a friend or a relative on the phone, like say that you're a man dating a woman or 
whatever and say that you know a woman calls your phone and it's your mom and then she answers your phone and says hello and then you know your and your mom's like oh can I talk to Joe Blow or whatever your name is <laughs> you know your, your girl might be like who the hell is this you know what I'm saying because she's jealous and and that might be a bit big red flag why would she not assume it was someone who was your mother or your sister or whatever you know um, it's not okay for what if it was your boss you know what I'm saying it's just not okay for someone to act like that that's a red flag sign so the drama factor so I, I think the point is narcissist got it okay <laughs> if you question the narcissist or you mention the behavior to them they will explain it away by saying things like I'm totally justified in that treatment because oh that guy he's owed me money for 15 years and he deserves whatever he gets or my mom's never liked me she's always had it out for me or you know my friend down the street well of course I was rude to him he you know kicked me in the knee when I was five years old or whatever crap they make up it's never the narcissist's fault okay while a normal person might have a drama moment here and there they are far more understandable and explainable and they don't like stop the whole world as those you will deal with when you're dealing with a narcissist okay so the person might break down if something major happens if they're normal and healthy that's normal say they lose a friend or the you know because the friend dies or they they get fired at work or their cat dies or something else that you might also feel like breaking down about right but they won't freak out if they say hey do you have any money can I you know can I borrow a dollar to buy a soda and you're like I'm sorry I don't have any change honey they're not going to flip out on you and say that you intentionally didn't bring any change because you're a horrible person who hates them and wants them to be thirsty like a narcissist would <laughs> you feel me okay so let's talk about the empathy factor okay. so if you're in an early relationship with a narcissist there are a lot of little subtle things that will happen in your conversations that you can watch for okay these things can tip you off early these are like super early red flags simple patterns that are going to be evident if you know what to notice so y'all know what I'm here for I'm gonna tell you all about it okay so one of the biggest things you can notice is watch how empathetic the narcissist is or the person is capable of being okay we're hoping they're not a narcissist if you watch what happens when someone in your new love's life um, experiences pain or tragedy uh, watch how that person behaves so if a narcissist is involved they might politely you know oh I'm sorry for your loss and that's if they're a certain type of narcissist in some cases they'll say nothing or they'll just be actually kind of rude about it like well he he's been sick for years anyway who cares whatever okay um, but the fact is that you can tell if you're if you're being honest with yourself you can tell if someone's being real or if they are being polite or if they're being genuinely concerned do you see what I'm saying that's an important thing here the empathy factor is huge a narcissist can be a really good actor y'all know it's true and they might even have a really good ability to ask follow-up questions which makes them seem much more empathetic than you'd expect and this is especially true when they're in the love bombing phase so you're like well crap now what <laughs> when things are back to normal a narcissist will change the subject if the topic varies from something that interests him or her sometimes rudely and sometimes by creating a big scene to get the attention back okay uh, like for example if you are dealing with um, you know let's say you love purple clouds 
you draw them all the time, you talk about them, you wish they, you see them every now and then during a storm, it's your favorite thing in the whole wide world, okay? Well, every now and then you talk about purple clouds. Well, let's say that, you know, the person you're dating one day turns to you and goes, are you seriously still talking about purple clouds? Can't we talk about me once in a while? Why is it always about purple clouds with you? Do you have nothing else in your body or yourself that you are except for purple freaking clouds? Red flag. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Whatever, the narcissist will rudely interrupt you, rudely cut you off, and rudely say, let's talk about me in some form or fashion. Okay, me being the narcissist, not not me, Angie. Okay, <laughs> if you are the one dealing with the trouble, okay, this is another way you can check your new person. A healthy person who's really into you is going to show genuine concern when someone you care about is hurt or goes through some kind of a hard time or you know anything anything that you personally are concerned about your friend or your family member about a healthy person will never make that about them they will be there they'll be like let me know what I can do for you you know do you need some space and depending on the level of commitment at that point in the relationship uh, they'll stand by you in whatever way is appropriate okay so sometimes that's going to mean stepping back and allowing you time to deal with the issue or to grieve with your own family if you're very early in the relationship you know a few weeks in or a couple months even in some cases depending on how fast you're moving but in some cases it's going to mean that your person is going to come and literally stand by you while you go through it okay if your love interest is the person dealing with the trouble then that person is going to be concerned as much as you might be in a similar situation and they will want you to stand by them in whatever way would be appropriate at that level in your relationship you see what I'm saying so basically you can expect a normal person to show a healthy amount of grief and concern for people in their lives and when it's about someone in your life you can expect them to want to support you as you support your person okay and again in whatever way is appropriate at that level in your relationship so something to think about um, while a narcissist in this situation is gonna want you to feel sorry for him or her while you baby and spoil him or her to help in the pain whether it's their pain or otherwise so it's not gonna be about you ever it's gonna always be about the narcissist even in the situation where it's your friend or family member the narcissist is going to get upset with you if you try to cut off you know that person do you understand what I'm saying it, it, if you say to the narcissist you know I'm having this problem the narcissist you know or my sister's having this problem I'm gonna be really busy with her for a few weeks or months or days or whatever I'm gonna go out of town take care of my sister she's sick the narcissist is gonna wig out on you because you aren't gonna be there taking care of him or her doing what they need you to do they need their supply and especially if you don't invite the narcissist to go along that's a negative obviously and the narcissist is gonna freak out they won't have control if you're at your sister's house in Texas or whatever okay so that's it and uh, you know how 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 would you go about narc proofing your love life is that a question you'd like to know the answer to I'm about to tell you here we go so here you go I'm gonna tell you three easy steps to narc proofing your life alright they're proven steps they work I've tried them and I've passed them along to other people and they've tried them and I know they work okay it's really very simple and you probably won't believe it but it really works I hope you're ready because this is what you need to do in order to avoid getting involved with a narcissist in the future okay 
Number one, take your time, all right? You make a rule for yourself that you won't go too fast and you won't commit too soon. For example, after I left my ex-husband, I made a rule for myself that I would not allow anyone to propose to me for one year after we had started monogamously dating. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot of time, but I'm here to tell y'all, and I'm sure y'all know, narcissists like to rush into things. Somebody waiting a year after you started being monogamous in a relationship, there might be something to that. Now, that doesn't mean it solves the problem, so stick with me here, okay? I also, by the way, decided that I would make it a long engagement just to be safe and that I would not date anyone until my divorce was officially final, which took almost a year. It was like 11 months, okay? And even then I went ahead and waited for the full year because I'm like that, all right? But the point is, you can set your own rules based on your own perception of how long it took you to recognize that you were dealing with a narcissist in the first place, all right? This can apply to literally any personal relationship and even to professional ones in some cases on certain levels, okay? That is, you sort of maintain your guard in each type of relationship for an appropriate length of time before you assume that you can trust that person, okay? Step two, you stay connected to other people in your life, all right? So in order to keep your life in balance and to protect yourself from getting enmeshed again with another narcissistic abuser, you really need to be careful to still actively cultivate relationships with a variety of people in your life, okay? Even and especially when you're in the beginning phases of new relationships and friendships. So make sure that you don't do that thing people do where they isolate themselves from everybody they know when they fall in love. Make sure that you intentionally, I don't care if you have to set reminders on your smartphone, make sure that you intentionally reach out and connect with the other important people in your life, especially and beyond the beginning of the relationship, all right? Okay, because I want to just remind you of something. Do you remember how bad it felt to you when you first realized that you had become isolated from everyone or many people in your life by the narcissist? It's the time that you need to be especially vigilant of staying connected early on and throughout the relationship, okay? I don't care how in love you are. I don't care how much you think it's your idea to stay in bed for 17 days straight and ignore your phones and never even leave the bed except to eat and pee, okay? I want you to promise yourself that you're going to have regular contact with other important people in your life, even if you need to schedule it, okay? Get yourself connected to a good support network and stick with them. And consider having a recovery buddy who will check in with you on a regular basis and help you remember to remain connected to everybody else in your network of support and love, okay? This is going to help to ensure that you don't inadvertently fall into your old patterns because y'all know this can happen before we even realize it, right? So keep it in mind. The SPAN group might be an excellent way for you to do that. That's uh, queenbean.com slash SPAN. Of course, university might be even better because you're going to have people who are going to be directly connecting and looking for things like that if you want that, okay? Remember that when you got involved with your narcissist and you felt a little off but you couldn't quite put your finger on it, <laughs> that's step three. Listen to your gut, okay? That's your, your third and final step. Maybe you never felt really quite comfortable in the relationship, like you might lose it at any moment, you always worried that they would cheat, you lived in fear of being alone and or falling flat without that person. And honestly, this is another very important part of protecting yourself when it comes to keeping yourself from getting involved with another narcissist, okay? You have to listen to your gut, you have to listen to your heart, and you have to 
understand that even when those feelings and especially when those feelings creep up inside of you that say damn I don't think it's right I think this is wrong this person seems a little off you know you get those gut feelings you know you do I know I did I remember standing there at the altar marrying my ex-husband inside my head I was literally screaming run I'm not kidding you think I'm kidding I am so not kidding Uh, and I did it anyway and I, I thought oh it's just nerves it's just it was so stupid but if I had listened to myself imagine the pain and heartache I'm gonna save myself you know what I'm saying so the point is and by the way that was after I had known the man five months that I married him red flag hmm okay <laughs> but I was dumb and young and I guess more desperate than I cared to admit at that moment uh, don't let be, don't let yourself be desperate okay you have to listen to your gut you have to listen to your heart those feelings that creep up inside of you even when you don't want to hear them you have to listen okay it does not matter how exciting and amazing that person seems at first you have to listen to your heart and you have to listen to your gut and you're gonna stay safe that's called intuition listen to it you've got it it's been talking to you all along but you've learned to shut it out because of the abuse I want you to start listening to yourself again that's going to save you so much trouble in your life not just with this situation but in every situation okay if something doesn't feel right there's a reason if you're not sure scroll on back to number one and give it some more time take some time okay there's really no reason you should need to rush if a truly healthy and mutually good relationship is on the horizon here and the person you've been waiting for all your life has just showed up time will be of no concern okay just take your time getting to know each other and enjoy the process because my friend it can be deliciously satisfying and super fun so what do you think what would you add I want to know share your thoughts in the comments below let me know what you think okay don't forget to visit queenbeing.com if you're looking for extra tools and resources lots of freebies there on narcissism narcissistic personality disorder recovery all these things um, all from me uh, the other thing that you can look at is NarcissisticAbuseRecovery.online if you're looking for one-on-one coaching with me or you can uh, visit Queen Beings Coaching and Supporting Cent- uh, Support Center uh, which you can go to UniverseOfBee.com for that and stay tuned for big exciting announcements okay I'm wrapping up I'll see you guys soon have a wonderful day as always thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life and thank you for letting me be a part of yours It means more to me than I can even express to you. It really does. Thank you. I'll see you soon, guys. Have a wonderful day. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.